Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, welcome back. We are back to another rousing rendition of what we like to call here the Brethren Podcast. It is a new year. Um, I'm lazily going to stop uh, stop doing the season numbers. If anybody paid attention to that, we're not doing it no more. So we'll figure it out from here. But as always, it's we. All of us are here. The gang's all here. Dr. Ajamu Loving, PhD, CFP, Destrian Wells, and Miss Alicia Brandon. HBCU Pets is sponsoring this uh this episode right now, so make sure y'all go check them out, hbcupets.com. Ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year, brother. Yeah. Good to see y'all. It's it's it is a pleasure. It is it is a stone cold pleasure uh to see all of us with, with matching backgrounds together. Um this is like uh Christian Adams. It don't happen often, but it happens. Yeah. Um, so as usual, if you if you've never listened, um I, it's like like the game show, I guess have no idea what the topic is today. Um, I'm the only one. Um, but I thought it would be fitting for us to talk about transition. And um before we do it in typical Bridget fashion, uh, I would like to raise a toast uh, to a wonderful conversation. Gems being dropped and crumbs being picked up by those who need them. Cheers. Cheers. So, like I said, I want to talk about transition. And I'll, I'll kick it off with a quote about William Bridges that said, change is an event, but a transition is the process that you go through in response to the change. So obviously we're, we've, uh, I guess, you know, transitioned, changed from one year to the next. We've all been through uh, transition and transitional phases in our lives. Um, and so I just wanted to tap into uh, ways for people to um like go through transitions, like how to, how to prepare uh, for mm -hmm. transitions, because a lot of transitions, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, um, you see the writing on the wall. So you know that you're like change is coming and the transition of like preparing for that change. And, and you know, like even like it said, change is an event. There's a transition before the change, the actual change. There is a transition afterwards. So, you know, some people are, are blessed enough to see it coming, coming and uh, prepare for it. Um, and then others are just, you know, just prepared in general for, for transitions and changes to come about, you know, like rainy day funds and things of that nature. So I wanted to tap into that. And um, I want to start with uh, Miss Brandon first on, on the topic of transition and, 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 and ways and things that you do to prepare for it. Um, your transition, obviously. Uh, was subject on several several uh, previous episodes, so I thought it'd be fitting to start with you. But when we talk about transitions, what uh, in in life and business alike, what uh, what immediately comes to your mind? Mm, I mean, the only thing constant in life is change, right? We're it's inevitable. Um, some change or some transition or whatever you can prepare for, some you cannot. It just happens. Uh, I guess the best advice I would have is to just embrace the journey um, in whatever transition it is. I'm going through a transition right now with my hair where I'm locking my hair, trying to <laughs> 
embrace the journey. They call it a lock journey for a reason because you just you just don't know what it's going to do <laughs> from one day to the next. And you just really got to embrace it. The good, the bad, uh, the ugly sometimes. Um, and just, you know, like I said, just embrace it and just go with it. Ride that wave. Most definitely. DJ, so, um, we've, you know, like I said, we, we've all, and as close as we are, all of us, but me and you particularly, I know of a multitude of transitions and transitional phases that I've watched you go through yeah. um, just as a, as a, as a man, a husband, a, a father and a person. Um, when we talk about transitions um, and unexpected transitions, um, what, what, what about unexpected transitions do you think prepares, uh, prepares you for that, you know, that next level? Yeah. Um, so honestly, I think whether you expect it or not, you still don't know what's on the other side, you know? So there's this fear of the unknown always, but I think keeping the right people around you kind of goes back to that. The people aspect, keeping people around you, that's going to have you lifted. My wife would like to say people that hold you accountable, you know, so who are your accountability partners and so on. But I think it's a sum of all the experiences that you've already had that you have to trust that will put you in position to take that next step. So, you know, you think about unexpected things that happen. It was crazy for me to say this out loud when I was speaking to this group of um of uh, college students, maybe uh, a, maybe a month or two ago. Over the past few years, a lot has happened, a lot of transitions. Right. So we uh, we had another child, said child had open heart surgery. Uh, then we went into we went into the deepest, darkest parts of COVID. Lost my mom and grandmother in successive weeks. In between that, I wrote a short book. Um, outside of that, then um, ultimately ended up um, being separated from my previous employer. And so when you start saying all those things out loud, um, there was a there was kind of like a check in the room on mental health. They said, well, you know, Mr. Wells, where's your mental health right now? So I'm probably like an eight and a half or nine. Like it's probably the best it's been. And it's crazy to say that in the midst of all those things happening. But I think a lot of those things piled up at the time that it did, because the sum of my experiences allowed me at that moment to be able to process and to handle it. Whereas maybe I wouldn't be able to at a different point. And so sometimes you really have to you have to kind of unveil the cover and look at the blessing in the midst of all the transition, right? Whether that be something that you expected or something that you didn't. I mean, the prospects that I look out now to are far greater than the ones that I would have ever thought available to me. But a lot of those things had to happen for me to be grateful, appreciative, and then also maybe just have a reset on things that I either need to wrap my mind around, wrap my hands around, take control and ownership of, because I honestly probably would have set in place and waited for a lot of these things to naturally occur as opposed to just suddenly happening. And now I have to respond to it. And so you're not going to always get the benefit of creating a foolproof plan. You're going to have to go as life takes you. And you're going to have to trust that you built a solid group of people around you that's going to support you. But then more importantly, you got to bet on yourself. So when things like that happen in your life, I think there are a few key components that, that come up. 
you know, again, the people around you are important, but believing on your believing in yourself and the sum of your experiences are important too, because that self doubt can creep in. That self, uh, we call that the uh, imposter syndrome, can kick in, and that can show up in any form of your life, personal, professional. But you know, you lean on your faith if you're a person of faith, and if you're not, you know, if you believe in karma, the universe, whatever it is, you're gonna have to find something greater than self to lean into because you're gonna need more than what you have personally to get you through it. Time is filled with swift transitions. Yeah. Oh, God's unchanging hand, Doc. Yeah. Um, DJ helped me. No, look, look, Doc, you Doc, okay. take off ready. Hold on, Tyreek Hill. Look, because, <laughs> because, because, you know, I look, I got to set, I got to set you up for this because what DJ reminded me of is, is being able to recognize transition. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, he said, you know, understanding that certain things are transitional things. Um, so I, that's what I want. That's what I want to bring to you is, is, is being able to recognize transition and how important it is to be able to recognize because some people can look at it something and think of it as just the event mm-hmm. and like dj said like you don't know what's on the other side of it and then like i said it's transition is a process after an event and then also before an event so recognizing the transition how important is that yeah i think it's important to recognize the transition i think the way that you do that is um to to realize or or at least get not comfortable with the discomfort, but acknowledge it, right? I feel like most of the time, whether it's a positive change that we're transitioning to or a negative thing that we're sort of rolling with the punches on, right? It's that feeling of, of discomfort of things, small things starting to change or a big change on the horizon that you can see that feels overwhelming. So a job change or, you know, even something sudden happening, like a parent passed and my stepfather passed, I got divorced. Like there's so many things the same way that, uh, you know, Destrian can look at the past few years and be like, dang, I've been through a lot. I can say the same thing. And to his point, and, you know, this would be the first time for me saying it in 2024, you know, people are more important than things. Right. And so, when you have your people around you that that know you, love you, support you, that circle of influence that that positively impacts you, then you can help. They can help you through this period of transition. Right. I think um, that it can be dizzying to have things changing that have once been stable. Right. Um it's a it's a physics thing, right? Uh, a body in motion or at rest stays at rest until a force acts upon it, right? And so that force could be an internal force that you're using to propel yourself and push yourself in a direction, and you see this change that you want to become, and you begin the trans uh, the transition process willfully. Right. And you can and you can you can take those steps and, you know, you the same way I always say, you know, you don't have a goal until you break it down in the timelines and dollar signs and have all of those elements. The same thing happens when you have this this change that is in this transition that was brought about by chance or something just happening to you. But the process is still the same in terms of you having to decide what you want and then move in the direction that you want to go. And you have to do it in a way, if you like, if you want to be successful in a way that's that's planned, 
that you have your appropriate metrics, right? And, and most importantly, you have the people around you that are going to help you get to where it is that you're trying to go. And so it it does often go back, even though we aren't using seasons anymore, to season one stuff that we talked about in terms of how it is that you make it through life in general, right? How it is that you become successful, but it's sort of just putting it all together. I think that we live a life of transition in general when we're growing. The people who tend to get comfortable with success and growth are the ones who recognize the same way that you do when you're working out is that this pain that I'm experiencing isn't a pain that is that is hurting me or I should say harming me, right? It hurts. It might not feel good. But when you have a direction and you know where you're going and you're taking purposeful steps to get to where you're trying to go, then you can get a little bit more comfortable in that transition because even though there's discomfort, you don't have confusion on top of it. Yeah, so. you know, and and with transitions as well, I think it pulls out this uh, one of the deepest human emotions are our fears around vulnerability, because yeah. you you have to you have to be vulnerable because at the end of the day, there's a few things that I think are true. Number one, at least for me, I had to understand that I own this experience and I'm gonna only experience it as best as I make it right, and so I had to take ownership of that. So the people around me. If I really trust them, now it's time for me to be as vulnerable as possible. I don't know who they know, right? Who can who can help me get that next role? Who has experienced something similar to me that might have an encouraging word to say or what have you? So the vulnerability is at an all-time high. And you will find out things about yourself that maybe you tucked away, maybe you hid it a little bit. But then you also find that it's a time to reconnect with people that mean you well that you may not speak to on a regular basis. And I think it allows you to go a little bit deeper internally. Um, transition can also be kind of dangerous to you too, because you can find yourself teetering, you can become loner, outsider, or what have you. So you really have to take control of what that experience looks like. And then you have to be really responsible for the things that you do throughout that transition. Because if you look back and it's a missed opportunity or it's severed relationships, you'll find out who you've been in a period of transition because other people will tend to show up for you the way that you've shown up for them. And you'll find out if you've been cold or if you've been a, you know, if you've been a good friend, great friend or what have you. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just think that that's, that's something that we need to keep in mind that we don't know when our season is coming. And so when it's someone else's season, we need to be as supportive as possible and we need to learn as much as possible from them while they're going through so that we can have those those tools to deal with things when they come our way. Yeah. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in the desired manner. I always say that quote from the uh, from Dr. Huey P. Newton, just because it applies to everything. It literally does. Um, and you you alluded to it, Doc, you alluded to it, to it too, is just being able to um, Define what you're going through as something that is is you know, kind of like just like okay, like like you said, Doc, it's it's painful, but it's not harming me. Something something will something good will come of this. Um, so being able to you know see transition and understand it, and Doc, you also said something along the lines of uh, we live a transitional life. So my my question for everybody now is, um, does transition 
ever stop? Or how do you how do you define transition itself? You know, yeah. you know, obviously there's the 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 you know the technical definition of it, but if we are consistently and constantly, Alicia, you said that you know change is constant. If we're constantly um being affected by change and thereby always going through transition how do you define your transitions do you define it by you know time periods do you define it by events because as we've all alluded to things can hit at the same time you know like you know some of us of the of the uh of, of the of the dog skin race we say um you know i you know it come in threes yep <laughs> they say it come in threes and, you, and if it ain't one thing, it's another. So how do you how do you define your transitions, Alicia? I guess I never really thought about it. If mm-hmm. if I had to catalog it, right? Like um because it could be personal, it could be professional, it's always gonna be some sort of transition or change. Um and if it's not. I mean, because change is not always a bad thing, right? I know we're talking about transition. I know it can be, as Doc said, painful, not harmful, but painful. Um, But I think it always, at the end of the day, you'll find that you've grown from whatever transition it is, right? Whether it be, um, as Estrin, you talked about with your job, going through all of that, um, you know, losing a parent, that is um, tremendous loss as well as growth. There's a lot of things that you grow from out of there. and I just think you just got to trust the process. Um, but it's like going back to your initial question, as far as cataloging it, I never really thought about that. Like, Cause, I, cause, I don't know. <laughs> and I, and I, and I get it because it's like when, when, yeah. when certain questions are posed, you like, you know what? I never, but if somebody asks you in say an interview or the, I, I know y'all remember them, them long, applications and there'll be questions on there like tell me when you used this skill or you know one of them like mm-hmm. essay questions where yeah, it's like okay you, uh, the star what, method yeah like what was the last transition you went through and what did you learn from it like if that if the question is posed mm-hmm. in that way then you like okay yeah when this happened i went well, through this this and then from that this happened you know like you know if you you know if you lose if you lose someone you go through that 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 deep grief period. Some people do, some people don't. But you might go through a deep grief where you just you close yourself off, like Destiny said, like you don't you don't want to become a person when you're going through a transition where you 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 close yourself off because you may miss out on things. But so you got to know to become vulnerable. But then you learn that in that transitional period, and so the next time you go through any transition, you tap into the skills from all of the past transitions. But some kind of way we cataloging it. So I think it's a couple of things, right? So at the beginning of the year, um, E and I sat down and we did um we did like planning for the family to talk about the other day, because it's only day 10 of the new year. So you know No, nah, it was it was day one because if you know if you let it go too long, it won't happen. And then I yeah. So one of the things we talked about was, you know, like, tell me tell me the things that you've enjoyed about the the marriage or whatever. Do you know how difficult it is to talk about like the lessons that you've learned that are positive because 
you hold on to them a lot less longer than you do things that impact you negatively. Mm-hmm. And like when you start thinking about transitions, I think even though we don't bucket them, if you just said, hey, man, tell me 10 things that was effed up that happened to you this year. We could run that. Tell like, me, so, tell me. so real quick. Yeah. We ain't, we ain't neuroscientists and neuropsychologists and all of that, but right. why does negative I, I stick why. out so hard? And, and, you know, for obvious reasons, what we would consider like the law, like someone's death is a major thing because there's a void. Yeah. But other negative things that don't necessarily create a void, if that makes sense, because, you know, not every negative thing is you lost something like lost a job, right. lost a lost a, uh, a person. Yeah. Or, you know, it was like but the, see, day, the day that I lost my keys for three <laughs> hours you right. know, was the day that I learned this about myself. Okay, but you remember but it because, you know, it, it really pissed you off. But but here here's. Like my wife used the word triggers, right? So if it, cause it, it, it's a repetitive thing, right? It, those little things add up too. And yes. so you're doing, you're dealing with them from various stations in life, right? So you're dealing with it as an employee. You're dealing with it as a brother, a sister, a friend, a sorority sister, a fraternal brother. Um, You know, you're, you're dealing with all these same things from various stations of your life. So you might be in transition with a friend that, man, we might be on the outs right now where, you know, our relationship has changed and this has been a long-term friend of yours. That loss might not seem significant to someone else around you because they can't see that physical void, but that could make you tweak out over here about something completely different because these things are interconnected. That's where the vulnerability and the communication, I think, comes in to talk about what transitions you're going through because you can't grant grace for something that you have no clue is happening, right? So a lot of these things are internal. So I think we kind of catalog them mentally and until we're triggered by something else, it's like it doesn't even exist. And I think there's a danger in that because the people around you don't even know how to take care of you for real, right? So when you ask that question, I think there's a deficiency in cataloging our transitions in general. Yeah. Because when asked, like if you went into a, a, a team building exercise and you asked them, all right, tell me, tell me five great things that you all did as a team this year. Everybody's going to say something different. There is no catalog. There is no highlights. But I promise you, they've talked about the things that they don't do well so much that that's embedded into their minds. And that becomes the negative thing that you carry forward. So the transition never really happens. You're stuck there. As opposed to, like you said, maybe journaling or cataloging it to say, look at all the things we've collectively overcome or look at all the things I've overcome in the past three years, four years, five years. And sometimes you do need to go back and take a look at those things to encourage yourself or realize, man, I have been through three, five, six, seven iterations of myself and I'm on operating um, system number 16 at this point. And understand that I'm going to continue to have to update because if I don't, then now I become complacent and less useful to the people around me. Yeah. yeah. And no, when I, you were talking, I did realize something like we do catalog them. It's either a positive transition or it's a negative transition. I mean, off the top. Right. I mean, that's two way. One way that I can think how to uh, how I would catalog it like that transition from my former employer to my new employer. 
was that was a negative transition because I didn't want to leave. I, it left me in a very negative space. Um, but the transition, you know, at the end of that ultimately did end up being a positive thing. Um, so real yeah, quick, I, mm-hmm. you, 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 you set you set it up where something that you connotated as negative happened, a transition comes and a positive is at the end. Do you now recatalog that as a full, you know, like do you do you now put that in the positive category or do you separate this transition? Like you, you, does, does it make sense what I'm what I'm getting at? It's like yeah, when it when it first when it initially happens, you you know it, it's negative. It worked out. It, the, <laughs> right, you know, right. a vo- yeah, a void is created. You know, and initially it's like, okay, I ain't got no job. Right. You don't know what's on the other side of it, like DJ said, and then everything yeah. works itself out, and it's like, oh, okay, boom. It's I was I, my ch- I, it was it's bigger and better that I didn't know was here. It's here now. Now does this whole transition become a positive experience or a positive event, or is I think know- there, but you it's fragments, AJ. So it's like a balance sheet. It's debits and credits. So you know we had to make this massive withdrawal with the loss of you know employment. You have to process that. You it's nothing like that until you experience someone. Even if you're in a good situation, like with me, for someone to say, okay, you know, we, um, we're we going to retain however many employees, however you're going to be impacted. On some deeply personal level, even though, you know, I was very fortunate and everything went really well for me. On some level, you're saying that you the people that you're deciding to keep, on some level, you're telling me that you think that they are better than me. Yep. At least at, at some, at the ego part. Says mm-hmm. that at some point you have to process that. So when people are like, hey, are you okay? Am I fine? Yes. Financially, am I okay? Yes. Everything good? Yes. But man, do you believe that someone would say that they think someone is because that's a part of the human ego? So that was definitely a major debit from yeah. your mental and emotional account. Now, as you start going through the process real quick, as you start going through the process and you start having conversations around where you land next, what's your worth? Then you start to build up more deposits that come back in. So it's really about the experience and how you take ownership of it and processing that because that's life. At some point, someone is going to choose to go in a different direction. And if they do, what do you do about that? So you got to take the debits and the credits with the process. But go ahead, Doc. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, in my life, all my transitions have been that way. There has never been one where it's like, oh, just all up and up, right? There's always some pain point in, in the overall process, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to get a PhD. Great. Now you're Dr. Loving at the end of it. But during those four years, you're making 18 grand a year as a doctoral student, right? Like every day people look at me and they're like, man, you lost so much weight. Like I can see the fitness and all the rest of that. But also, as y'all who are Facebook friends with me know, every morning I'm torturing myself and po- posting the picture of the post-torture, you know, uh, result, right? And so it really is one of those things where if you um if you are focused on where it is that you want to be and remaining positive and optimistic with regard to to what it is that you're trying to get to, then all of those changes seem 
um, less cataclysmic. And I think that's important in general, not just when bad things happen, but even when good things happen, being able to keep your head, recognizing how to work steady and doing the things that have made you successful, enhancing those things and adding to your toolbox so that you can do things that make you even more successful. Right. Those are though. It's more about being in the attitude that you have and the way that your mindset works um, in terms of how you manage those transitions, then, then it is about the things that are happening around you and the occurrences that are happening to you. You see all sorts of results from different people who have been hit with the same type of crap, right? And one person becomes bitter and another person becomes better. One person gets uh, set back where they're no longer working in a job, making the type of money that they were. They buckle down, do some things. They end up making more. You have another person who has that exact same occurrence. Right. And they never work again. Right. And so managing change and managing transitions is is so much in the head. Right. It is so much in the head that if. Um, if you look at the the results in, in terms of the changes and the long term trajectory of what's happened, you can look at some people and see the way that they are behaving and the way they or the thinking that they seem to exhibit and watch as changes happen to them and then just see them fall deeper into a hole. And that's why it's important to have the people around you that know you recognize you and want better for you. Right. Because the fact is, like we you can see it around you. Right. I know when y'all call me and and, um, and I'm struggling, sometimes it's like the energy that I put out, whether it's in quick phone conversations, the posts I'm putting on Facebook, the text it is that we have or whatever. Something says to y'all, no, nah, let me go check on God. Right. Or you just doing it just out of the fact that that's what you do from time to time. It's just making sure. Right. But when no, you, you have you, those people you in your life like, to keep you on that positive. Right. You can pick up cues. You pick yeah. up, you pick up cues and you sense it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, if I don't talk, like I, I literally, I, DJ, I called you what, two days ago and I was like, I ain't talked to DJ in like a week and a half. Right. And physically that feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm me like, too. oh, mm-hmm. like I'll text all of y'all. Cause I'm like, and it'll, and, and the wild part about it is physically it'll feel like it's been like, dang, I feel, I feel like I've neglected my circle and I'm like, and then I'll look at the last, you know, interaction and I'll be like, oh, this was only like a week ago. But no, physically it feels like, dang, I ain't talked to these yeah. people in half a month. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But that, you know, that's how I work. But you yeah. you you point out something that, you know, the growth that happens because of transitions and something else that was alluded to is like, you know, more and more I'm, I'm understanding that it sounds so cliche, but communication is literally the foundation of everything like and that's with self and with you know your your circle anybody really is if you cannot do it because if you know if i never communicate a negative feeling or emotion or you see it or experience it from me then you can't pick up on a cue when something's wrong with me yeah Mm -hmm. dj mentioned having to be vulnerable and it's like okay are you are you good? Yeah. But mm-hmm. 
I don't know where my next job is. I'm straight. Yeah. But I don't know where my next job is. But DJ also is 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 exuding and communicating like, I got 5,000 interviews in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it's also Christmas and it's also New Year's. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm out here. Yeah. Me? I, you already know what I, what I, what my suggestion was. I was like, listen, man, <laughs> pick an island <laughs> and go. Just go. DJ, like, no, nah, I'm going to get on these interviews, man. I'm finna up. But and then Doc kind of Doc kind of Doc alluded to it too. Is like you, you it's it's two sides to a coin where it's like, okay, it happens, and you could literally just be like, I'm financially good, but like you said, the ego is like, and so now you dwelling on like, dang, they really think all them other people was better. And it's and you gotta think about it, it's no knock on anybody else because. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. <laughs> well, my situation, it wasn't a knock on anybody else. It was more so, that was my motivating factor to not go wallow. It was more so, you know what? Mm-hmm. You still him. Like, let's let's go. Because it's a difference. Again, this goes back to how you treat people when you up. Because it, it, it's going to matter later. So I knew that I could pick up the phone and I could start making phone calls and get some motion going. But... It was also very humbling leaving my office, picking up the phone to call home to say, hey, I want to just let you know I'm about to spend the block and head back to the crib. For what? Well, you remember that thing I was telling you might be going down? Yeah, that happened at work, right? Are we okay? Are we good? Yeah, I'll sit down. I'll run you through everything when I get home. That's a humbling thing to for somebody that lives with me to not have to worry about nothing to all of a sudden Hey, can I, I want to make sure I see everything, know everything just in case I need to do something different. Do we need to move different? No, we're good. But, and that's where the ego comes in at like, you know what? I don't want to have to answer questions like that. I want that security blanket to always be there. But But that that, also comes from growth from prior transitions. Absolutely. And just proper, proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. I will say this is, it's important because look, they you do get that message when when you get let go. Like oh, the same way you get pay, pick last or whatever in a <laughs> pickup game or something like that, and it ain't never happened to you, right? If you're an athlete, that never happens. You get picked last or something like that. You you feel that right? But um, part of not internalizing it is all you know being organized and knowing what productivity that you have, but also having that circle around you that is familiar with your work and what it is that you've done. So like, it, let there be no question about it. Destrian's work has been above, like uh, above average and high quality since I've been working uh, with him. And I've been working with the man since 2016, right? It's not just Dang. me that thinks that because we. My bad. Cool. I just looked at the. I looked at the calendar. They said twenty twenty four and sixteen is a, <laughs> it's a long it's number a, away from twenty four. It's, it's been a. It's been a minute, man. Right, Ooh. and so it's 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 one thing to see somebody do a good job from time to time, um, but you know I've been around Destrian throughout the year all the time, right, and so you see consistent excellence. So it's easy for me to be like, oh, okay, this happened. I know from having been out there that there will be people who are raring to get you, 
Right. So you don't have no time to wallow in. Am I good enough when everybody around you is like, I can't figure out how it is that from among the people that are there, they let you go. Right. That And, and so it, it in part is about you being um, competent and being on top of what it is that you're doing from the beginning so that you can have that internal confidence. Right. But the other part about it is that uh the the relationships that you cultivate along the way, that whole way up thing that Destrian was saying, right? Those relationships and the way in which you treat those people, when the next transition comes, whether it be a promotion or it be, it, it, you know, it's something where you're being let go, those next people are going to be there that you have made those connections um, with through that or to that next transition, to whatever degree that you have them involved in your life, right? And the funny thing is, whether or not that transition is, is going to a positive thing or a negative thing is also impacted by those people. So when you tell them, hey, I got let go, their next deal is good because I want to promote you. Now you're starting to deal with some sort of spiritual level stuff, right? And depending on, on what it is that you believe, this is where that faith and the faith of a mustard seed and all the rest of that takes that optimism that you have and crystallize it into, into something that you can actually use, right? A guidebook, if you will, the Bible, the, the the teachings that it is that you have to take yourself to that next level, right? Whatever the change was, that's the way in which I learned what it's like to be a Christian and have faith in God and grow on that. But if you think about it, it is an inherently positive way to view all of the changes that come into your life, even if you're dealing with Job level crap, you know, that that's what it's about. It's about getting over stuff, moving on and recognizing that there's better later and, and paradise over the horizon. But if you work like that and you live like that and you treat people well like that, then you will always be a rich person because anytime somebody sees something happening to you, bad or good, they're ready to help and yeah. be a part of it and push you in a positive direction. That's Alicia, a beautiful uh, thing. Alicia, yeah. I'm going to come to you, but real quick, um, as a, as a black gardener, um, I've been growing for, for a couple of years now. And when you said the faith of a mustard seed, something that has been prevalent in my mind and really is my physical, uh, tangible proof of, faith is I've, I've i've been growing lettuce for like three years now and this was my first year well last last year was my first growing season where my lettuce plants didn't grow to be edible the heat and uh, other factors made them bolt which is when a plant knows that it should not spend its energy and resources to grow to be fruitful but it should it should rather wow. grow to reproduce so mm. it's uh it's a lot of plants do it it's called bolting where instead of my lettuce plants just growing leaves for me to be able to pick it and eat it it exerted all of its resources and energy to create seeds so i've got mm. thousands of lettuce seeds and a lettuce seed, much like a mustard seed, which is which grows mustard greens in the mustard plant, is very, very tiny. 
And the first time I actually held one in my hand and sorted them out because each pod gives you like 20 and the pods are like the size of like a peppercorn, like a full piece of peppercorn is like that size and you squeeze it and about 20 even smaller little black seeds come out of that. And I'm like, from that little seed literally comes a full head of lettuce. I grow other things that you all are aware of. From that small seed, I can get a eight foot tall plant. Mm -hmm. I can take an acorn that's smaller than a dime and get a mighty oak tree. So seeds are truly the, the full manifestation, the physical, tangible uh, resource of like seeing faith because you've seen it happen. But when you really hold it in your hand, you see how minute it is. You're like, oh, all of that starts with that. And if we being honest, it don't need them enough, but a little bit of dirt and a little bit of water. You ain't got to do nothing to it. Mm -hmm. A little bit of dirt, a little bit of water. Faith without works is dead. But Alicia, I wanted to come to you in terms of transition because, um, you know, all of us are small business owners, but your small business is one of, is one of the few that has a, you know, fully tangible product. You know, Doc, DJ, uh, and I mostly, um, you know, do services, you know, consultation and things of that nature. But you have a physical product and we've talked about it in in, in in previous episodes and if you haven't heard those uh definitely go look look uh look to those but with hbcu pets and having products like the transition that goes along with going you know the transitions of a, of, of owning a business the different changes that happened and i um i know we talked about uh i might have been with us where we you know you uh were a vendor at homecoming for the first time ever Mm -hmm. And that event, just like, oh, you know, now the preparation for something of that nature is. But I wanted you specifically to talk about the transition that we 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 uh we incur as business owners. I won't even say small business because small business, according to the government, I think as long as you got less than three thousand employees. That's right. everybody, really. That's everybody. That's, everybody. that's exactly. how they COVID. That's how they COVID money stretched long with McDonald's now. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the transitions of uh, business owners. Um, again, I'm gonna keep saying only thing constant is change. Um, it's a lot of transition. Uh, it's so funny because uh, my boyfriend had on an HBCU pet shirt, and it was one of the very first shirts that I made. And just looking at how small the logo is compared to the logo that I put on it now, that it it was very humbling. He don't know it, but I, I wanted to cry a little bit, like because I know the 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 learning, the research, you know, the trial and error that it took for me to get to that one logo to the one that you know that I produce today. Ooh, um, and that, yes, and it came really just from feedback. Like somebody that cared about me and said, hey, this is dope. I love what you're doing. But sis, you need to make that logo a little bit bigger. Like you need to put that on there. So, you know, if I'm across the room, I can see it. It needs to be bigger. Um, so we went from like a three by three to a four by four. But that's tremendous. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds small. But if you look at it side by side, I wish I had a product to show you. Um, that transition was just, I mean, I to me, I personally kind of leveled up from that because I think I was playing myself too small. 
if that you know if that makes sense. You didn't you, you mm-hmm. didn't want it to be gone. You like that's too big. That's too big. And you, I'm you, like, that's that self doubt come in a little bit. Like, ooh, if that ain't if that ain't a sermon, right? Come on, too, that, come that, on. You thought, you thought it needed to be one way. Oh, but God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but if y'all want to see it, you can go to hbcupets.com. Absolutely, you can you can see it, and you know what. Order it so you can physically see it, like that mustard seed there. Yeah, get you get you two, mm-hmm. and that way that way the logo is double as big because you got it on two shirts. There you go, and one for the dog okay. too. No, right, I definitely, I definitely went through that same thing with LaFlight, and like I'm, I'm a little embarrassed by the first logos because there's a there's a gap between the F and the L because the way that the font was naturally created mm-hmm. and there's a gap a big gap too and for the first year well, the first couple of years i didn't actually notice it and i've been yeah. designing stuff since middle school but i didn't actually notice it and then one day i looked at it and i was like my god there are people that are wearing this defect because at that point it was a defect for me for you but they didn't even know they didn't know, supported it, still going, and then I fixed it, and then the, my confidence level increased just yeah. because I fixed that 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 faux pas, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and then I looked at it like how we look at uh, certain collectibles where it's like if it's a defect in it, it's like, you know, it's now worth more than the originals, like coins that have double <laughs> stamps or something like that. It's like, oh, I, that's rare because it's not supposed to happen. I was like... I got a bunch of stuff out here that got. <laughs> that's, that's part of your growth process. That's part yeah. of the journey. Yeah. So we, you talked about, you know, how do you, how do you time stamp things and how do you keep an account for it? It's little things just like that. The imperfections become the things that, that make you a better version of yourself. So with that, you've been asking a lot of questions. So I'm going to flip it on you and maybe we can go around the room. So we're starting a new year. A lot of people do resolutions. I kind of don't. Um, but to each his own. But what was your biggest transition in 2023 heading into 2024? Um, We start with you, AJ. I mean, when you ask the question, it makes me think of what it actually was, because I I don't want to I don't want to tie it to an event. I want to see what my year looked like as a transition. Because if I can catalog it as, you know, each one of these years, according to the what we own, the, the, the Roman, who, who calendar we use? Roman calendar. The Roman calendar, yeah. The year 2024 year. Yeah, I don't know who you, the Gregorian, whichever one. It's the year 2024. My 2023 is a transition. Uh, what That 365 days, and I think for me, it really was um, really being able to tap back into my actual faith. Like my like my core of faith, um, because there were certain things that happened, and Q four was really really hot. It was like really hard, and in 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 several areas, um, to where I'm starting this year, and I'm embracing my same mantra from the beginning of last year, which is progress over perfection. And I'm going to, I'm running it back for myself. Cause it's like, and I, I've had a saying that, that I used to, I had on my wall in like middle school, uh, Vince Lombardi, like, uh, long as you chase and perfect, like the, 
I can't even remember what the actual quote is. It's the like pursuit of perfection. The pursuit, yeah, the pursuit of uh, you like you can't you can't be perfect, but as long as you chasing perfect, you good. And so I've I've finally co-opted it and 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 tweaked it for me where it's like as long as I'm doing a little mm-hmm. bit better, I don't want to be stagnant. Stagnant water breeds mosquitoes. I always want to have a ripple. I always want to have a wave. I always want to have movement, motion. I know that's you know that's a, a a catch word right now, but I like I don't want to become stagnant in anything. I need my growth. I need transition. I need change. I need revolution. I need everything to happen in 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 a, in a, in a direction so that I don't become stagnant. So as long as I'm making progress so for me my my biggest transition was really tapping back into my core of faith and like i'm gonna be all right it's gonna be all right this is part of everything like right now the roller coaster in a dip but i see the hill coming up and the view at that top going to be beautiful. And maybe at the top of this hill, we coast a little bit. There you go. It don't become that drop where my stomach yeah. feels weird. But right. it's all good because I don't want the ride to end. There you that's go. it. Yeah. Alicia, what's up? Mm, 2023. Um, I would say it was a, a year of vulnerability. For me, really leaning into that vulnerability as it relates to my business as well as personal life business, because I don't know everything. It was a lot of times like for my pop up shops, I had to ask people for help. Hey, are you available to stand in the heat with me all day? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot for me to ask people for help. I know it shouldn't because I'm, I'm always giving help. I'm raising my hand to help people, you know, but this year was the time for me to cash all them coupons in. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Um, and luckily people were very gracious to do so. And then on a personal level, like just in my relationship, being vulnerable, I've been single for a long time now I'm not. And so just tapping into that and, you know, uh, uh, allowing a man to be a man, I ain't gotta, you know, be misindependent and do it all, or at least act like I don't know how to do it and let him do it. Right. Um, and he'll probably hear this when he listens to it, but I was just playing. <laughs> I just playing, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yes, a lot of vulnerability. And I know you mentioned that too, um, Destrian, as it relates to like your job search and stuff like that. And really asking people for, you know, for help or maybe plugging you for referrals or whatever the case may be. That it takes a lot. And I've been there. Um, oh, yeah. I don't people understand how hard, you know what I mean, that can be, especially when you've been able to quote unquote do it on your own but in all actuality we don't do anything by ourselves we don't there's only there's only truly a few things that we do alone and those are the things that someone has taught us to do for ourselves but other than that you know what I'm saying it's the things that you do in the bathroom don't nobody else do it for you you do it alone <laughs> as long as you possibly can. Hey, right. And look, and look, in the beginning and in the end, right. there's a great possibility that somebody else is gonna have to do it for you. 
And and to oh. and to that point, the whole all of life is a transition, right? You transition into Alicia's point, like change is constant. Like you transition, life is a transition from birth to death. Now that can sound very, very depressing, right? <laughs> so you think about it, like we only here to die, right? Or are we think, Right, exactly. Or are we here? to simply live and living wouldn't even be close to as exciting if it was just something that could happen forever. You never get old, you never get tired, you never like then then the living part isn't special, right? The life itself is special because of the fact that it is a transition and will end. I think that is an important thing to recognize and like all of the stuff that you're doing, right? Is because then you don't you don't get caught up in the transition and think, well, because I'm at this place now and I transitioned here, I can treat people any way I want to. Ask Diddy about that. Oh, whoa, wow! Congratulations you see what for I'm, the first hot take of the year. You see what I'm saying? No, ask <laughs> ask him about that. God, you know Kat, those types you? of those types of transitions. And 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 the way in which you embrace a mindset that it can either be can either be powerful and helpful or destructive and hurtful, right? You know how people talk about how you treat the people on the way up is you know, are we not seeing this in real time with folks? So to answer Destrian's question about what's going on from 2023 to 2024 for me, um I can't get into the exact sort of details of each and everything that I that I want to happen. I don't make resolutions like that. But what I do is try to set a, a, a standard for how I'm going to be and then set certain goals. Right. And so I want to be fitness minded. I'm going to be more uh, fastidious in my financial management and growth oriented in my savings. Hold right? on, it's like how I want to be. Run that, run that word back, and uh, I don't, even, I don't even know how to spell it. The, the, the Google, what the definition is? Fastidious. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Very, I don't even know very, how to spell it. Very detail, very detail oriented, right? Okay, but, I ain't gonna, like, I ain't gonna ask you to spell it, but Google gonna know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna give the people the, the, the truth now because that one hit me right there because I was like, is he? Does he mean studious? <laughs> Fastidious <can>. is. Uh, <laughs> that is not how I thought it should be spelled. First off. Uh-huh. Um, very attentive to and concerned about accuracy and detail. I call that anal. Whoa. I mean, that's that's another, no, no, li- no, that's no, another no. word for it, but not necessarily. A- to, no, like the, 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 the actual definition of hey, a, someone, like anal. Yeah, like someone who's anal or an analyst is someone who is you know <laughs> very hung up on detail, like OCD. I didn't mean yeah. it like that. I'm 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 sorry. So, so, it, I just a big word. I shorten it. Yeah, my, my point was even within the, within a year, right? Like if I say, hey, I'm only going to eat my caloric, uh, I'm making a resolution. I'm only going to eat 1,500 uh, calories a day. And then the first weekend, right, some crap happens. I eat a whole bunch of stuff. Now I have broken my resolution, right? Mm-hmm. And that is where a lot of people leave it in that first week. And so that's why I try to, concentrate on ways of being instead of just an exact thing in terms of what it is for a year. So um, I believe in 2020, I had the year of yes. Right. I was like, no matter what people ask me if 
it's something that's positive it can have expansion um y'all i don't know if y'all remember the year of yes and i was saying yes to everything and then by the end of the year i had all of these opportunities that were in front of me because of the fact that i said yes and there are still new opportunities being created or that have been created because of the fact that i was saying yes to things Mm -hmm. and so whatever it is that you choose that you want to focus on. I would say focus on it, but recognize even within that, there's going to be ebbs and flows to it. And it's not going to be perfect. And and it's still worth your effort, even though you haven't achieved perfection in it. I think even more so, right? Like with, with losing weight, you're going to have weekends where you gain weight. You're going to have, they, you know, you've been constantly working out, even constantly working out and constantly eating the right things just based on water, based on how hot or cold it is, based on when in the day you weigh yourself, you're going to have different, uh, different weights and fluctuations. So you're not likely to have straight line weight loss, but you can't just observe just on a day to day basis and say, okay, well, I did 30 sit ups and then I'm not lighter. I'm actually heavier so this stuff doesn't work you see what i'm saying because what well, part happens of that is, is understanding uh, part this. of that is the communication and, and knowledge of knowing that that's going to happen like there yeah. is a such thing as a plateau when it comes to weight loss yeah. weight gain and just weight period unless you do something completely drastic and understanding like okay just because i ate a salad this morning and then went and did 50 crunches and some and some pull-ups i'm now no it's not going to happen like that but part of that is understanding that that's that's a possibility and you know you're likelihood. pretty much guaranteed yeah very yeah. good likelihood but if you don't know that now you self-deprecate yeah but see and if and if you're if you are fully embracing the idea like okay i'm going to be about my fitness all right well then what does that mean that means oh i should probably read some things from some people who have either lost weight in the way that i'm trying to do it or some people who are experts on doing so Right. And almost every expert is going to tell you, no, don't just look at the scale, not to say don't use it at all, because if but if you do, you're going to recognize those fluctuations. You need to look at your don't body let mass a fluctuation. Index. Right. Don't let a fluctuation. How much fat you turn into muscle is your right. buff. There's so many different variables in there. Right. That can change that that one metric. But if that's all you look at. And you say, all right, well, that's what that's my goal. That's my resolution to lose weight. And then every day that, you know, the number on the scale isn't getting smaller, you're getting more and more discouraged and more and more likely to cheat on your diet. And so, or, you know, what it is, the way in which you're trying to eat, a way in which you're trying to the be. The hot light came the, on. You done, gave, you, you done gave up. And, you know, the third on, week in June, in, in January, not just gave up on your idea of the resolution itself, but on the idea of being fit. Right. You, you, you're not going to even try anymore because you're like, oh, I broke the resolution. And and that's to me, that is an example of allowing a transition to defeat you or a change to defeat you. Right. Because there's going to be ebbs and flows along the way right dog, did, you, dog, did you fall off did you fall off your, your regimen already on day 10 are you talking Bro, to yourself I, when i say this i fell off all year you know because i here's the deal i've been posting these facebook pictures after every workout since like 2020 or something right mm-hmm. so all of those and i was looking at it was the first time 
that I've been looking at my one year back pictures and my one year back pictures look better than my pictures today. I looked at the, my, my pictures today on 237. Facebook Last memories are taking the Facebook memories are ooh, ooh, they hit a dangerous you. thing I was, now. I was 217. That's 20 pounds. Now, look, over the course of a year, like I, I can fluctuate a whole lot. But if I'm honest with myself about last year and my nutrition, it wasn't where it needed to be. You I was recently me, you consistent in my working out. You did me a lot of pictures of your out. brother's ribs, and you wasn't even with him. <laughs> but look. Exactly. If I, if exactly. I look, if that was on my timeline consistently, I'm going to go get me some ribs. <laughs> we all sent each other a lot of grill pictures. We do. We do. We do. Look, the time, we're going to get Alicia what? some of them grill sandals. She's going to have some grill master 13s <laughs> by the time. A call, like a season or two I'm gonna tell, look, about to be nah, out there nah, I'm going to I'm, I'm I'm tell Alicia <laughs> where to go. I'm going to tell Alicia where to go to get her some HBCU pet slides because I put on my little flight slides and go right out that, out that back door. Yeah, there you go. Those the <laughs> Branded slides all 2024. <laughs> if you ain't got, look, if you ain't got the brown, the brown joints, you know which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> They, they those, don't, the, they, the classics. Those look, they put the bottom, they might those are they the put socks on with them, right? <laughs> if you classic. ain't got them, if you of the youngest, you know it's branded slides. Whatever your brand is, put your brand on some slides and get you some. If you don't oh. know where to get them from, hit 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 us up. I tell you where to go. But yeah, look, branded slides. Matter of fact, I need to order me another pair. I'm all, I'm almost at that age too. By the way, I feel uh, like I am uh, at, we, at, no, at the no. brown sandals. With no, the, I'm not gonna some, do it. We I'm not some, gonna do it. We I'm gonna get some sandals that say "loving." I'm gonna give me some. <laughs> I'm gonna give me some of them Air Monarchs. That's what I'm gonna get. <laughs> the monies. <laughs> hey, my daddy. Been, my put, daddy been wearing. Let me them. put on some of these. Fat my daddy biscuits. been wearing them since the '90s, and let me tell you something <laughs> that I found out. They're comfortable, okay. Let me just. Oh, I knew they were comfortable. Comfort. Them brothers with them flower shirts on. Comfort and, all, and convenience. That, they would be. <laughs> they weren't gonna rock. They were gonna rock that if it was. And you bring up a good point. Transition. We're all moving yeah. in 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 a direction, okay. It's and true. things are happening. <laughs> yeah. Physically, mentally, and let's just say. Recognizing that, getting the growth from that is hard because the aging transition of just, you know, the transition of knowing like, oh, <laughs> that number is right there. Mm-hmm. And my, I told, <laughs> I told Shane the other day, I was sitting there, I was like, I was like, you know what's different? You know, something that I've noticed that's like really different right now, like lately. My knees are cold. Man, look, bro. And I was like, then the it hit me. I was like, I always saw my granddad's rubbing the knees. Rubbing their knees. <laughs> and now I get it. I understand it wholeheartedly. Man, my knees are cold. Yeah. To where it's like, okay, basketball shorts in the house. Hey, man. It might be that time for me to transition to nothing but them, nothing but them, uh, you know, them old school pajama pants. That, I, I got, a, I got some in there with Tuskegee on them. Number, number pajama pants now because my knees are cold. Man, transition. Look, look, bro, I don't even want to tell HBCU you about pants, all, pajamas. 
I only want to tell you about all the other stuff that's gonna uh that's gonna go get cold. Hey, 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 like all this. right, hey, let, hey, here's like, what we're finna do now. I, I don't wanna I I don't wanna I don't want you to have to to carry this, but I promise you, I promise you in these next 10 years, brother, it's gonna be you gotta be mindful about all things. So I feel like my clavicle gets cold, so that's why I wear scarves. Everything it's not because it's fashionable, because my neck get cold. Everything, everything. My bones. Hey, look, now I understand what we're like. My bones are cold. Man, you mess like, around, turn your head and sneeze, and the the muscles in your neck lock man, up on one side. I'm oh, telling you, it's all cast. Tell you something. I got a, I got a critic of my name that's been here for seven weeks at this point, and we are a thing. You understand? Yeah, I'm, y'all together now. Hey, until I go to a chiropractor, we a thing. <laughs> I we look. It's managing. Like, hey, I deal with you in the morning. A little bit at yeah. night, but during the daytime, don't bother me. And that's how yeah. it works. Like right now, fine. Yeah. Late on the night, I feel it. It's okay. Nah, I'm telling you, man, raisin bran and oatmeal finna start tasting good to you. <laughs> oh, man, look. oh, look, that's one <laughs> thing about me. Thing. I was like, raised, man, I was good. I was raised by the elders. Raisin bran always been good to me. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Me and my grandma said they ate plain cornflakes at, at midnight often. I just oh, always, no, like, I, I was introduced to it, and it was like, okay, this is good. I ain't got okay. no problem with me and Raisin, Sun made. Come on, man. Eat them Amen. for snacks. Amen. Everybody just, ain't able. Prunes is a different story. <laughs> Look, this is what we finna do. This is what we finna do. Um, because uh, this has been great. Um, but I want to go around now, as we often do, and to end it out is let's give the people tangible um, skills to prepare, recognize, embrace, and manage transition. And I'll be cliche because Alicia, go first. <laughs> Backly say. No, you know, ladies first, but I don't, you know, I don't want to be uh chauvinistic, if that applies to the situation. I don't know. I just like using big words. The doc always be throwing out fastidious. So I want to use big words too. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, let's let's get some tangible steps. And it could be personal steps that you've used or you plan to use because as we've now figured out, you know, we, we, we do kind of categorize it by the year. Like, oh yeah, 2020 was a hard year for us, COVID. 2008 was a hard year, you know, may, obviously major events and things are tied to it, but especially if the, how big the event is, it's like that whole year was just, you know, some of the years we like, you know what, 1994 was, was pretty easy, you know what I'm saying, everything was cool, 99 was all good, high boys were still out, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> obviously these were the years when, you know, we were young and didn't have things to worry about. Now we have things to worry about, but let's get some tangible steps for transition and handling them. Well, as I open with, um, you know, change is inevitable. The only thing constant is change. Um, you know, some of the transition you can prepare for, some of it you can't. Uh, the key is really just to um, trust the process and embrace the journey 
And we talked a lot about relationships. Um, each of us, I think, kind of, you know, to, talked about that a little bit. And relationships are key because in your transition, whether it be positive, negative, 2009 or 2024, um, those relationships um, are, are going to be key. You know, you may have some people that you need to lean on, ask questions, um, need a favor, so on and so forth. So just be careful about, you know, as you going up, you still got to come down. Um, be careful how you treat people because those same people that you do dirty, um, you may need them um, in your season of transition. Excellent. Doc. Um, I, man, I'd like to echo a lot of what Alicia said there. I would say specifically for for men. Right. We get into this ego space and we get there hard sometimes. And that's how you can end up lost in transition. You know, I say lost in translation. You can get lost in transition because you start thinking, especially when it feels like a step back, you start buying the rap on you that, you know, either you are not as good or whatever. The same way that you can use positive affirmations to talk yourself into doing bigger and better things. You can use negative affirmations and negative reinforcement to talk yourself down and put yourself in a position where this this transition or this quick change that happened sets you on a trajectory of negativity. Right. And so um, that was that was my point about being better or being bitter. Recognize that as things are forced upon you in terms of change. Okay, let's look at what it is that I want. Let's break it down into the time frames and the dollar signs or the amount of time it's going to take in terms of investment for me to get there, readjust and get to where I'm going. Right. But this isn't done in a vacuum. A lot of times that transition, that's an opportunity when they when, when there's that change out there that not just you know about, but other people know about. Now they can reach out to you. That transition a lot of times removes a barrier or a boundary that was there before, whether it was self-imposed or imposed by who you work for or whatever it was. Now that barrier isn't there. Focus on forward or upward momentum from that change. Don't focus on the negativity that you perceive based on that transition or even the un unreadiness or uncertainty as a loss. Right. Because if you do that and you internalize that and you start moving in that negative direction. Right. The next year you're going to be sitting up looking like, oh, what I wanted is even further away. So that's my point is stay focused on moving forward, even in your transitions. DJ. All right. So um, for me, I would just say a lot of us are really good. When we do a SWOT analysis, we we lean into our strengths and we can effectively communicate that and we can talk confidently about that. But in order for you to be prepared for transition, you do need to understand your blind spot. So where are you weak and where do you have opportunities to improve? Because ultimately that limits your threats. And so I would say you need to focus on those two areas as you continue to go along your year, your life, your journey. Make sure you're looking at your blind spots, your weakness and opportunities. And then specifically for me, when I think about 23 going into 24, I want to give a little bit more care and attention to the feelings of the people around me. Because what I'm realizing is that for me, my blind spots can come in those areas. While my strengths might be vast, my opportunities to improve typically rest on 
how my words make other people feel, whether I use that in the direction of truth or not. Um, that's an area of more intentionality for me. So making sure that my impact and my intention lines up. And I think as you transition, if your impact and your intention are in alignment, you'll have people that will show up for you. But when your intentions and your impact get out of whack, you're going to find yourself at a disconnect with people and you may not quite know why. So take a look at your blind spots and uh, focus less on your strengths, but strengthen those areas of weakness and opportunity. As usual, this has been a fun, uh, fun trip to take with you all. And I always appreciate you all for taking the time to do this with me. Um, it's an easy feat, but it's not often done. I won't say that this is not that this is not easy. It's easy to get us together. It's just, you know, in this in this forum, it's just not often done for obvious reasons. You know, y'all are very busy people. Um, so. We talked about transition um, and obviously uh, this topic because I couldn't remember if this was a topic that was on my mind when we were texting before Christmas, um, but some kind of way, this is what came back. And I was like, oh, that felt natural that we should talk about this because we're right at this point where it's like, okay, going to the next year and, you know, most people talk about resolutions and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I'm, Please, as usual, with how the conversation fleshes itself out. Um, but something that I want to ask people, if you've listened thus far, is are we leaves on the tree to catch the eye or are we the leaves that turn brown and provide that pile of leaves for a dog or a child to jump in and enjoy that fall moment? You know, they're both valuable. They're both looked at totally different, though. The leaf that's shining brightly green on the on the on the tree catches the eye. It's totally different from the leaf that shines red, orange, and yellow in the fall when it changes. And the leaf that's brown on the ground don't get looked at the same way as either one of those. But they're all valuable in their aspect and their role. And it's all part of the transition. So no matter what point you are at in your transition, uh, being able to uh, be vulnerable recognize your transition and embrace your transition um, and to, you know, be able to catalog and really understand the growth that takes place during transition. You know, they say pressure bursts pipes, but pressure don't just go from zero to a hundred. It's a transition. It starts at zero and gradually goes up at a certain rate um, to burst that pipe, but pressure also builds diamonds. Um, but it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. And transition is a thing that happens over time. Change is a thing that happens over time. So, um, you know, time is filled with swift transitions. Hold to God's unchanging hand is what most Christians will subscribe to. Having the faith of a mustard seed and understanding that you have really two options. There's in-betweens, there's spectrums and scales, but it's really whether you're going to be better or bitter. Thank you, Doc. Um so the best thing that I can tell you to do and finish this off with is to pay attention and consistently mm -hmm. do that. Because uh, as long as you're doing that, you can do all of the things that we've uh, prescribed um, for you to do. Pay attention. Be vulnerable. Communicate. Embrace. Recognize. And then your transitions will still be what they are, which is transitions. But how you go in, 
how you are in, how you come out, and how you on the other side until the next one, because it's going to always happen. Don't be stagnant. That determines the type of person you are. And all we want to do is build better people while we're building ourselves. We're talking to ourselves a lot of times, and we thank you for listening. As I said at the beginning, this episode has been brought to you by HBCU Pets. HBCUPets.com. Even if you ain't got no pet, you know somebody with them. Get them something. Um, thank you to my illustrious co-hosts, Ms. Alicia Brandon, Mr. Deshaun Wells, Dr. Ajambu Loving, PhD CFP. Um, y'all can find us on social media at Brethren Pod. That's B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N, spelled like bread, because we always get bread and we always talk about bread. At Brethren Pod on Instagram and at Brethren Podcast on Facebook. Um, Dr. Ajambu Loving at Dr. Ajambu Loving. That's not Dr. Spelled out. That's D-R-A-J-A-M-U-L-O-V-I-N-G at Dr. Ajambu Loving on Instagram um, and Loving on Money and You on Facebook. Uh, empower, engage, execute on Instagram. Destrian Wells, if you can find him anywhere else. And uh, HBCU Pets, Miss Alicia Brandon on Facebook and Instagram, HBCU Pets. And if you don't know what that stands for, this might not be the place for you. We love y'all, and that's the best thing that we can do for you is love you. Peace. Vision.